hello everybody. It's Dean and I am back again for episode number four titled The Power of the Light. Wow, uh, there's so much to be said for light. So the episode is called The Power of Light as it connects to chapter four of Journey to the Why and You. And that is called We Have the Light. So I love the connections that I'm able to make between the chapters in the book and the actual ideas that I want to further develop. And I'm so glad that you are listening. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the first three episodes, uh, please do so. Um, The Power of Potential uh, is definitely um, the episode to start with. Episode number two, as well, The Power of Your Philosophy. And finally, episode number three, The Power of Perseverance. And those three episodes bring us to episode number four, which is called The Power of the Light. And one thing I can say about light is, you think about one candle, the power of one candle, or the power of one flame. All you have to do is light one match, one flame, one candle, and immediately the darkness has to go away. How amazing is it that darkness and light cannot inhabit the same place. So when you turn on a light, all of a sudden darkness disappears. Now, perhaps it may not be a very bright light, but the idea that the light makes the darkness go away is where I kind of want to focus on for this episode of Journey to the YNU Climb. Um, And so the light, the light, the light. And so I'd like to start out by talking about Um, It's just a small kind of anecdote from my childhood and even into uh, up until I left home to go to college. And even sometimes after that, my dad was a very big um, believer in doing things right. And uh, he often got on to us as kids and me being one of seven um, when we didn't necessarily do everything the right way. He wanted us to be able to do it right. So. We, we heard several different little things from him um, to help us to understand the right way to do things. And I didn't find a whole lot of value, uh, at least at times, with turning on the light. <laughs> and so there are times I would sit in the darkness or I would sit in a room that's not completely dark, but I can still see. And anytime my dad would come around, come in the room, come in the house and see that someone, whether it be me or one of my siblings or even my mom, were sitting in the without light on, he would turn on the light and he would say, put a little light on the subject. <laughs> and so it's funny to think back to that little anecdote now, because it happened a lot. You know, you always knew that if he found you sitting in the dark, he would turn on the light himself or he would say, hey, you need to turn on the light while you're sitting in the dark. Um, and so I remember those little anecdotes from early childhood and I think about those in connection to the power of the light now I wonder my dad was very wise so I wonder just how much what he said and what he did was really bigger than I um, gave it credit for at the time and so he would always turn on light because he understood the power of the light 
you know, we just got out of the Christmas holiday and we're still kind of uh, experiencing our holiday season now and Kwanzaa and soon to be New Year's and just so grateful for lights. You know, Christmas lights have become such a symbol of the holidays. And doesn't it make you wonder, why is it that light, different colors of light, have, have become a symbol? How did, how, why is it that Christmas lights are symbolic of Christmas? Or at least one of those things that we attribute to the enjoyment or the symbolism of Christmas. And I think about that and I'm like, hmm, it's very interesting that light is connected to uh, what we experience or celebrate during the Christmas holidays. I'd like to start too um, with a quote by Martin Luther King. And you probably have heard it before, but I think it's a pretty powerful quote. And I think the quote still stands strong today, even though Martin Luther King said it many years ago, um, prior to his passing away. And it's just amazing how somebody's words can be so applicable even in today's world. Um, He says, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so you think about Martin Luther King and everything he stood for and what he believed in, and thank goodness he did, right? Thank goodness for his life and, and what he promoted during his lifetime and how he still lives today, even through these words that he uh, so coined during his days on the earth. Um, so you can't, if darkness and darkness will equal darkness, but darkness and light will equal light because the light takes away the darkness. It is through the light that we're able to see what we could not see before. So powerful, so powerful. Um, in chapter four of Journey to the Y and U, I focus a lot on the fact that we have the light. We as individuals walking around on the earth, we as catalysts, we as conduits of the light, we have it in us. We have light that illuminates. We have light that helps others to be able to see. We have light so that we can see where we're going. Uh, We are lights for people. And so I talk about that and I talk about Mustafa Kemal Ataturk's quote, which says, a good teacher is like a candle. It consumes itself to light the way for others. And so when you think about a candle, right, the candle has a fueling source. The candle has um, uh, a mechanism that allows it to burn. And in, in, in that candle, the wick, if that wick wasn't there, then the candle would not be able to sustain itself. So definitely there's something to the teacher being uh, equipped and fueled to do what he or she does. And so when I think about that quote, a good teacher is like a candle, it consumes itself. It's To me, it's a very selfless act. It's a very uh, intentional act. And I'll talk about intentionality later on, but um, I think the intentionality is that if I know that I bear the ability to help somebody else out of maybe a dark situation, or uh, if I know that I have some form or some way of helping somebody else to be better than they are, or if I have some way of encouraging someone or motivating someone or helping someone to see the light for themselves, I think that's pretty powerful, right? We have that light. Um, So when you think about the candle, um, you think about the spark and you think about heat and you think about light. Um, 
And so I think, too, we have to identify that candles come in many different shapes and sizes. So if we are truly like candles, some of us have, you know, maybe um, are taller candles. Some of us are are wider candles. Maybe um, some of us uh, have longer wicks. Maybe some of us have more than one wick burning at a time. But I believe that when we are able to carry out that 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 light we when we become that candle as an educator we illuminate the path we um we make we make ready the path for somebody else and i think that's so extremely powerful that something that we are able to do that could potentially help somebody else even years months down the road right not just for now i think about what teachers do and how we'll probably never see the full benefits of all of the hard work and the labor and the love and the sweat and the tears and the hours and the time that we put into what we do. And it'll probably never be compensated like it should either. But we, we know deep down within that there's something that compels us to keep going. There's something that compels us to keep moving forward. And I believe, I believe it's the opportunity to be a light. It is the opportunity to shine light on somebody's path. It's the opportunity to help somebody else be a better version of themselves. And so when we think about the power of the light, it is powerful. Um, Another quote I wanted to share with you, and it says, light attracts light by Warson Shire. Warson Shire said that, and I believe, um, this is my interpretation of the quote, however, that as we understand um, that we are lights, we are able to find others that are lights. Um, and so as light comes together, you have the ability to shine brighter. As candles are burning in the same room, as candles are uh, illuminating one particular location, the more candles you have in that room, the brighter the room is, the more of an ability you have to see based on what's happening in that room. Uh, I think that's awesome. I think that's saying a whole lot about the ability that we have not only to be lights individually, but the corporate, uh, the corporate ability that we have as carriers of light, as the carriers of light to illuminate and brighten somebody else's day, life, year, in whatever the way uh, that it presents itself to us. Um, here's another quote. Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. So profound, right? So profound that we won't truly appreciate the light until we have those dark times. And so those dark times don't necessarily mean that we're life and death situations. It could just be that obstacle or that hardship that we didn't see coming. We didn't expect it. Like, oh my goodness, you know, when my father passed away, um, when I first learned about it, it was not easy for me. Uh, being very close to my father, uh, when I when I found out, I was just I was torn. I was just absolutely torn. Um, and I, but at the same time, I couldn't believe, you know, that my dad was in hospital bed. Like for many many years of my life, my dad had been such a pillar and um, never complained. In fact, you you would greet him and he would you'd ask him how he's doing, and he would say, "I won't complain." And that, that was just one of his phrases. And so to see him lying in that bed, I, I, I wouldn't believe it un, until I saw him. And I was one, I was the last one of the seven of us 
to um, to see him physically lying there in that bed. And I just, and he knew, he knew, he knew how I was gonna act. He knew how I was gonna respond. And I just could not believe that that was my dad lying in that bed. And I just, and, and I wanted to take it up. You know, I'm not used to seeing you lying down like that. And it really bothered me to see my dad in that hospital bed. Um, but, you know, I ended up staying in there with the hospital uh, with him and I tried to give my mom a break because she'd been there for so many days and trying to keep eyes on daddy. And um, that was hard. That was that that to me, that was a dark time because someone I had known to be for so long that had just really been staple in my life and was there when other people weren't, you know, when when people did whatever. Daddy was always, always there. You know, I didn't always do it right. And God knows that. He definitely let me know when I didn't do it right. But I, I appreciate those times now as an adult because now I understand. But that was a dark time in my life because I felt like my world was going to be over because of my dad. Um, but I appreciate the fact that even in the whole situation, how he got sick and how he had to have surgery and how he passed away in 2013, I, I understand a whole lot more than I did before. Um, I also know that much of him is in me. And, um, you know, you might think about the light even as being, uh, now you know what you did not know before. The light makes things visible, whether that be a physical light or whether that be metaphorically, the light where you understand what you did not understand before. And so I can really say that Green Brown's quote uh, right there is, is the truth. The dark times really... Uh, make you appreciate the light and really make the light more purposeful and meaningful in your life because now you understand a little bit more. Um, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Um, That song, I'm sure that you know as well. Um, The last quote I'd like to share uh, with you is by Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah Winfrey says, you have to find what sparks a light in you so that you in your own way can illuminate the world. One more time, you have to find what sparks a light in you so that you in your own way can illuminate the world. Wow, 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 wow. Oprah Winfrey really hit on something right there. And I believe what she really hit on in that quote was, my light may not be like your light. Um, Again, as I addressed earlier, you know, we we might have multiple wicks. We might have different Um, lengths of candles, widths of candles, but we all have the ability to spread light. We all have the ability to be a light. We all have the ability to encourage and motivate somebody else. And I am grateful. I am grateful for those opportunities that I could step in and be a light. There's certainly many stories I can share about how how I have had the opportunity and the honor of being a light to somebody else and being an influence positively to keep them going or to motivate them or to show them there was more to life than perhaps what they were able to see on their own. Um, many stories I could share about that, even as a, in the classroom as a teacher and, um, you know, those times when, you know, you, you, you turn from Mr. Ganey to Uncle Dean and those times where you become more than just a teacher. And I think that those opportunities where you become more than just a teacher is identifiable, identifiably that you are a light, you are a resource, you are 
a source of strength. You are a source of comfort. You are a source of motivation and encouragement. And perhaps those that see you as a light, see you as a way, as a motivator, as, as there's something more. And because they have you in their lives to light them up, to be a light, to light that way for them, they're able to be more than they thought they could be. Um, Josh Groban has a song. I won't sing the, well, I might sing a piece of it. I won't sing the whole thing, but you raise me up to more than I can do. And so I think about the words of that song too. And I know that in the song he's identifying that the light is necessary in, other, in order to help others to become more than they can be. And so the song goes, when I was down and oh, my soul so weary, um, you raised me up to more than I can be. So I love that song. And Josh Groban is, I, every time I hear it, I get chills, you know, and I sing it every chance I get. I really think that Josh Groban, um, that Josh Groban's song, I don't know what he might've been going through during that time where he wrote it or whatever, but it definitely speaks volumes. Um, And so the power of the light, the power of the light, we have the light. And so how do you, how do you burn bright? How do you shed that light? How can you be a light to somebody else? Who is it that needs you to be a light? Um, So many questions that can be asked here, but you know, whether it, whether it be a symbolic of those Christmas lights, whether it be that it's a candle, whether it be that it's you listening to them, whether it be that you are encouraging or motivating them, the power of the light, we do have that light. And being able to pass that light on to somebody else is just incredible. And um, I'm grateful to, through the journey to the YNU, maybe offer um, a different perspective um, on our journeys to our why. Why is it that we are here? Why is it that we do what we do? And um, so I hope that you've enjoyed this broadcast and um, I won't belabor the time, but I am looking forward to continuing to talk to you in podcast form. Again, this was The Power of the Light, Chapter 4. Coming next will be The Power of Turning. The Power of Turning, which aligns with Turning the Page, which is Chapter 5 in Journey to the You, I can't wait to talk to you. Probably won't be until the new year, um, but I can't wait to talk to you about the power of turning, perhaps in January. And so until then, have a great new year. Be safe out there. And let's uh, let's bring in 2019 with a bang, because I believe that greatness awaits. Um, don't forget to turn on your light.